four members. I and um, maybe uh, Mr. Sakaza, if you can just confirm. I think it's uh, Honorable Dana. I'm aware of the apologies. Uh, Honorable Dana, Honorable Zuma, Honorable Begram, Honorable Nunzele, and uh, Honorable uh, Kado and Honorable Mdabe. They've also apologized. We will then, uh, you'll indicate to us which who is then going to to present a, a, a first and in, in, in welcoming everybody. I, I would like us to start so that we are then able to 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 one time. Are there any any is everybody here, Mr. Sakaza? Uh, good morning, Chair, and good morning to all members and uh, our guests, as well as the department chair. We have uh, today, as you just mentioned, you've got yourself, Chair, Honorable Eduja. You've got Honorable Ngabane, Honorable Nonsele, Honorable Zuma, Honorable Bakram, Honorable Dene. And as you also have mentioned, Chair, Honorables that have uh, tendered their op- op- apologies, uh, because of by-elections are Honorable Ndabe, Honorable Kado, Honorable Inana, and Honorable Mkonto. Those are the apologies from the portfolio committee members. And uh, from the staff chair, the supporting staff, I've got myself, uh, Mr. Ngobo, the content advisor, Koshia, the committee assistant, Tebuho, the researcher, Mr. Maputi, uh, the communications officer. We are also having chair uh, as presenters. We've got the following uh, in this order, chair. The first to present will be CASA, which is Quad Para Association of South Africa. I see Mr. Greg Daniels is already here. We also will be followed by South African Medical Association, SAMA, Dr. Angelique uh, Kutsie and Dr. Mzuga are already here. That will be followed by the Association for Diabetes Dietetics uh, South Africa, ADSA. Uh, uh, I haven't seen them yet, but they, they, they confirm they are coming. That will be followed uh, by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, SICA. Ms. Juanita Stienkap, I see she's already here. And the last uh, to present here would be NALA Business Chamber. Uh, I haven't seen them yet. That, that is the five for the day, Chair. Thank you, Chair, for now. No, thank you very much, Mr. Sakaza. Can I make a, 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 a suggestion to you? If as we as we move with, with our work, you see that we we may we may let me make an example. The, the, the last two may come earlier than the time. Sure. Please communicate with them so that they 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 they, they are able to 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 rearrange and, and apologize for us disorganizing them. But if, if, if you see, as people that are monitoring, I would appreciate if you can do that. Thank, uh, you. thank you very much. Can we then start with, uh, can Mr. Daniels, may Mr. Daniels uh, uh, present uh, the rules, honorable members and our guests, but members know our guest is that when you present your your oral submissions, you must, you must 
I'm sorry, your mic must be on, obviously, and your video. But the rest, uh, we must mute uh, our, our videos and, and our mic so that we don't interfere with the, with, with the network. Thank you very much. Over to you, Mr. Daniels. Thank you, Chair. And good, and good morning. Good morning, Chair. Good morning, members. And good morning to some of the um, uh, visitors that have, that have signed in. Um, as mentioned, I'm representing um, Kwaza, the Quadpata Association of South, of South Africa. And um, may I say, we are the only um, association that actively doesn't want new members. So uh, please, for everybody out there, I'm sure members of the committee um, do so. Please buckle up because we don't want any new any new members. Um, yeah, my presentation is 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 quite short, but it deals with some of the um, impacts of this proposed amendments on the um, Quaida beneficiaries, many of whom are obviously um, well, are quite severely injured or this or this, this um, disabled. And I think that um, people might, might not be aware of some of the ramifications of, of the law and the proposed amendments and proposed laws that have been passed down um, recently. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll move on to the, I, I do have a slide which I've, um, prepared, so I'm not quite sure if the members are following them or following my, my presentation on, on the slide, um, which I've sent to earlier, or um, yeah, or should, I, or should I just assume that everybody has the slide presentation in front of them? If you do have those, you have been given, a, you are a co-host, if you want to put it on the screen, that would be fine, if you are able to do that. I'm going to click onto the share screen and see if I can, because I have two monitors and hopefully it will uh, not be a bit of a problem. Uh, okay. Let's see, share. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a quadriplegic, so my movements are a bit slow. Um, I don't always get to the mouse as quickly as I would, as I would like. But I hope everybody can can see the, the slide presentation now. Yes, we can see it, Mr. Daniels. Right. And I hope everybody... Uh, okay, you may continue. Thank you, Chair. So... I'll just, um, so that would be the layout of my presentation is seven, seven points. Um, obviously the, the first one is um, the intro and then the purpose of Koida, et cetera. I won't, I, I won't read it, but I'll just move on to the, onto the, onto the next slide. Um, I think as the committee is, is well aware that Koida is obviously social Social le legislation that impacts on the employer, employees, and, and society at at large. But the point that I would like to stress that is provisions 
must be interpreted as generally, generously as possible. So in other words, it must favor the em, employ, employee. Um, so when, whenever one considers any pro, provision of COIDA, you know, you should interpret it in such a way that it favors the particular employee. I think COIDA also makes mention of that, particularly when the um, person is severely dis disabled as a result of a, of a workplace um, accident. So please just keep that sort of at the back of your minds as I go through this, this presentation. Um, so the second po point is I've, um, as Quadza, we did submit um, written representation and I've changed the order of, this, of, this, of my written representations um, in this presentation mainly because I wanted to focus on the things that, that are at the end of this presentation, um, because those things are rather important and they do have a significant impact on the lives of um, severely disabled Quaida um, beneficiaries. So the, the first point then that I want to make on this slide is in relation to uh, medical aid. Um, I noticed that the proposed uh, amendments when talking about um, medical aid and the um, um, assistive devices for disabled persons um, allows specifically for the HPCSA and registered medical associations to, to provide the um, input. Now, the way I did that pro provision, it was a close list. In other words, that the department or the commissioner will only consult with those who organize organizations. My process view is that it should be, um, the commissioner should consult a, a little bit wider and we say that it should include service pro, pro providers and, and also um, possibly where possible um, bene, beneficiaries. Our, our reason for saying so is that there's usually quite a large um, disparity between the actual tariff of fees and the items of the tariff of fees and what those items cost in re in reality. Um, and some of our members then would have to either settle for something that's maybe not 100% what they, what they need, or they would have to pay the um, difference. And for these medical assistive devices, and that can be quite a significant um, amount of money. The second point that I want to make on this is that sometimes in the tariff of fees, the description of products are far too specific. So in other words, they would say um, a J2 back, J2 solid back, instead of just saying um, solid, solid back, because the minute they specify a particular, because J2 would be the um, manufacturer. And the minute you specify a particular man, man, manufacturer, it limits the um, product that you can get because you can then only get it, you can only get a J2 solid back instead of just say solid back and you have a wide range, wide price range. And that means that, that you can get any solid back, including a, a J2. Um, the second main point is relates to the reopening of claims. Now I must commend um, the department and the com commissioner when it comes to claims now, especially for people who are permanently dis disabled but requires ongoing medical care, um, the department 
as uh, is quite quick when it comes to readmitting people for treatment or or as I think is the terminology that, that the department used. They say opening of of claims. Um, so if any of our members need um, emergency care, they have to go and they're going to hospital and the hospital sends through a re request to the com to 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 WCA, I'll call it just the old um, old um, nomenclature. Um, then, then the department is quite quick to open those claims. But there are instances where members have required emergency care. They've gone to hospital, and as you know, the hospitals will say no. They're not prepared to take them until the claim has been re reopened. And sometimes that can take that can take. Um, um, some time it could be a couple of days if it's over a weekend it might take two days and members of the committee may not be aware but two days of hospitalization for a quadriplegic um at the state facility where they don't know that quadriplegic need to be turned often in order to avoid um, bed sores can result in you actually requiring hospitalization or long-term care for six to nine months because you're now dealing with a dealing with a um, dealing with a pressure sore. So Quasar's point here is that the reopening of claims, um, if there could be some other, uh, a quicker mechanism to deal with those situations where it is, it is a long weekend or um, the claims aren't, can't be opened um, quicker, if there's some other way in which this could be addressed. So members' lives aren't, at risk when they go to hospitals at, at maybe after hours or times um, when there's no one um, available to reopen that pot, that particular claim. Um, then onto the onto the next slide, it's the um, three-year prescription period that's proposed in, at section section 44. Now I think that's great that it's moved from 12 months to three to three years. Um, but what we have what we have noticed that the amendment is saying that the accident must be brought to the attention of the com commissioner. Previously, I mean, the current provision allows for the accident to be brought to the attention of the employer or the com the commissioner, and we are saying that that should be kept. That the employee must bring it to the attention of the employer. Or the com or the com uh, commissioner, and secondly, um, that there must be a that, that the commissioner must be a given a discretion to even process claims after this three year period, but on good cause shown because we don't want a situation where a potential beneficiary that is a really um, injured as a result of a workplace accident who doesn't who report it to the um, em employer suddenly after three years find themselves that they're not able to claim because their claim has now prescribed in that they reported it to the wrong person and secondly the three-year period is up and there's no provision in in the law that provides for the commissioner um, to, to consider the claims after that three that three-year period on on good cause so shown. So so we are saying that you should make it should amend that section 44 to A to 
allow the claim to be reported by the employee to the employer or the com com commissioner. And secondly, to, to give the commissioner a discretion to allow claims after the three-year period um, to be considered, but on, but on good cause shown. And the reason for that is that if you don't allow it, um, you might um, jeopardize um, le legitimate claimants simply because they came out of time and, 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 and this would probably be the people who are in a rural area somewhere who, who don't know that the claim hasn't been, been brought and now um, the act is punishing them for coming for three years while coming after the uh, three-year three -year period. And as I mentioned earlier, if you look at the purpose of this law, it's social legislation. Um, it must, its provisions must be interpreted generously. And, and if you amend it like Quasa is proposing here, that would make it, uh, give it a rather generous interpre interpretation. Um, onto the next slide, and this relates to the implications of the National Minimum Wage Act on um, the Quasa's members. Um, just two issues basically, it's how the National Minimum Wage Act affects members directly, and then secondly, how it affects um, the constant attendant, um, attendance that some of um, Quasa's members require on a full-time basis to help them with the essential actions of um, life. The first point is how it impacts um, beneficiaries. We, Quasa is saying that the commissioner must consider um, persons who have been injured before the, before the National Minimum Wage Act came into effect and what those people were earning at that time if they are employed, if they were employed in a sector that the um, National Minimum Wage Act now prescribes specific hourly, hourly rates. So what we want the department to do is to look at, to see if they are paying or compensating the beneficiaries at least in line with the National Minimum Wage Act to, to the minimum. If not, then they must increase those uh, monthly pensions to be in line with the provisions of the National Minimum Wage Act from the date that the National Minimum Wage Act came into um, effect. I mean, you can't say that you are introducing an act to, um, that recognizes the, dispar the disparities in, in income, that it must eradicate poverty, in inequality, you wanted to advance social justice and to protect workers from unreasonably low wages, but yet the department then continues to compensate workers and what is now, now would be considered unreasonably low wages. So obviously that relates to each specific sector. If it's a um, domestic worker, I have to look at to see if the um, compensation that's pro provided is in line with, um, at least in line with the National Minimum, Minimum Wage Act. And then the second point speaks to the constant attendant um, uh, uh, allowance. Chair, it's, my, it's our understanding that currently 
um, permanently disabled members who require assistance with the essential actions of, of life. Some of them receive a um, constant attendant al uh, allowance, which is a percentage of their um, monthly pension. So if you receive compensation of a thousand rand, then I think the act, um, the commission gives you like 